Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Let's begin with our first question, which is a great one from Danny. Over to you, Danny. I'm Danny, and I'm four. I love robots, and um, how how are robots made? Danny, thanks for that question. It's such a good one. How are robots made? We're thinking about robots and computers even more nowadays because lots of people are talking about AI, which stands for artificial intelligence and how it can write things and make things. And robots are getting more and more complicated. Now, I'm no robot expert, so I asked Raya Hadzell to help me out. She is a scientist who works at DeepMind. They create robots and AI for Google, the search engine lots of us use to look things up that we want to know more about. Now, Raya brings robots to life. She does loads of research about how they work and how they can be helpful to human beings. So she is the perfect person to answer your question, Danny. Over to you, Raya. Hi, Danny. I really like your question. My name is Raya, and I'm the director of robotics at DeepMind, a company that solves hard scientific problems. Robots are made of three parts. First, they need sensors to learn about the world. We use our eyes and our ears and other senses, and robots use cameras, microphones, and other types of sensors. Secondly, robots need to take actions. They need to move their bodies, just like we use our muscles to move our bodies, but robots use motors. A complex robot that can stand up and walk might have 50 or 60 different motors all connected together. Lastly, a robot needs to think. We use our brain to think and plan our movements, and a robot uses a computer. These three important components, the sensors, the motors, and the computer, need to be held together somehow. And so a robot has a frame, like a skeleton, made of metal or plastic. It also needs power. We can eat food to create energy, but a robot needs a battery or a power cable or a solar cell in order to be able to get energy and move around. There are many, many different types of robots that have been built and designed around the world to do many different jobs. I really like agricultural robots, which can help a farmer to plant crops or to pick delicate fruit, for instance. Thanks for your question. Thanks so much for your fascinating answer, Raya. Mm, It's so interesting to know how robots need similar parts to human beings, but they use machines where we use our natural body parts. Instead of eyes, they use cameras to see. Imagine having cameras for eyes. That makes you realise how wonderful our complicated bodies are. They work so brilliantly so we can see and swim, run, surf, play basketball and listen to each other and most interestingly of all, make things up with our imaginations without using any machines or electricity. Humans are amazing and robots are too. 
Now we know how they're made, I wonder what will happen with them in the future. Robots can last a really long time if you keep replacing their parts. And AI, well, that may now be around forever. We'll wait to see. Robots and their long life brings us on to our next question from Ted about a creature with a super long life and a name that reflects that long life. It's about the immortal jellyfish. Over to you, Ted. Hello, my name is Ted and I'm 10 years old and I'm from New Zealand and I like art and science and I have a question. Why is the immortal jellyfish immortal? Thank you, Molly. Hi, Ted. Thank you for your great question. It's great to know you like art and science. It's very good to be interested in both and lots of different things. As for the immortal jellyfish, well, what an amazing animal. Humans have been puzzled and amazed over how this creature can live forever. But as I'll explain, it's a bit complicated. The immortal jellyfish comes from the Pacific Ocean, but it can now be found in lots of parts of the world living in warm seas. It likes tropical seas. It's about 4.5 millimeters wide, that's pretty small, and it's about the size of the nail on your little finger. It's tiny. It's earned its title, the immortal jellyfish, rather than the pretty tiny jellyfish, from the unique and incredible ability it has to reverse its life cycle. What I mean by this is the immortal jellyfish can age backwards. It gets younger instead of older. The jellyfish uses this special power when it becomes injured, stressed, or starved of food. Instead of dying, it shrinks in on itself, becoming even smaller and smaller, sucking up its tentacles into its body until it becomes a little blob. It then can't swim and it settles on the sea floor. Over the next 24 to 36 hours, the blob begins to change. It develops into a new polyp, which you spell P-O-L-Y. P. That's the name for a mushroomy head of the jellyfish before it grows tentacles. Think of this stage a bit like a caterpillar in a chrysalis. It's the middle stage of the jellyfish's life cycle. Once the blob has become a polyp, it begins to grow new tentacles until it is a fully formed adult jellyfish all over again. Isn't that incredible? The official name for this process is transdifferentiation. It's very rare, but immortal jellyfish are brilliant at it. Do they live forever? Are they immortal? Well, no. Although they can age backwards, they can't always avoid predators. A jellyfish makes a great supper for a turtle, for example, and a polyp makes great food for sea slugs and crabs. So even immortal jellyfish can die if they get eaten by other animals. But if they don't get eaten, then can they live forever? Well, deep sea science research is difficult and expensive because it's so far underwater. So we haven't been able to study immortal jellyfish to find out whether they can live forever. No one has studied one for long enough. However, there is a Japanese scientist called Shin Kubota who has kept some immortal jellyfish in his science lab and seen the same jellyfish looping back and forth through their life cycles since the 1990s. So, 
If he keeps up the good work, we may be closer to knowing whether immortal jellyfish really can live forever. Shin said that over two years, jellyfish could reverse its life cycle and regrow into an adult 10 different times. Shin worked that out from watching the little immortal jellyfish in his science lab. Well, that's pretty impressive. Some scientists are interested in what these amazing creatures could tell us about cell regeneration, which means the way the jellyfish can grow new cells to make up its new body. Scientists think finding out how the jellyfish does this could help researchers find new ways of treating diseases and problems that happen to the human body in old age. So immortal jellyfish might help us find out new ways of looking after our health as humans. I hope that answers your question, Ted, and thank you for sending it in. One day we'll know for sure whether immortal jellyfish really are immortal. We don't know yet, but they are really cool and special creatures, just the size of your fingernail. Imagine if one day we can age backwards like the immortal jellyfish, growing back into babies again, then adults, then babies, and so on. That'd be quite funny. Would you like to be a baby again? <laughs> I hope that answers your question, Ted. Now, our next question is about tiny humans. It's about babies and it's from Molly. Great name, Molly. Over to you. Hi, Molly, my name is Molly and I'm six years old and I come from Stockport and I like gymnastics and school. I love six years old My and my question is, can babies talk to other babies? Hi Molly! Do you like being called Molly? I do. I think it's a great name. That's a good question. Thank you for sending it in. And keep up the gymnastics. You must be very bendy and strong. I used to love gymnastics when I was little. It's so interesting to think about what life might be like for tiny babies before they can communicate using words like we do. The world must seem huge and confusing. Babies can't talk with words when they're born, but they can communicate. They get used to their family and their mother's voice when they're growing inside their womb, and once they're born, they start learning to talk by babbling and making baby sounds. Babies coo, squeal, gurgle, cry to tell others their emotions. Other babies can hear these noises and respond to them with similar sounds. That's sort of a conversation. Babies also look at people's faces. They're really good at watching and copying people's expressions on their face. You might know this, if you give a baby a big smile, they'll often give you one right back. Babies learn to smile at about six weeks old. They're good at making eye contact and looking you in the eye and also in the eye of other babies around them. So they can start to communicate through their eyes and the faces that they pull. Another way is their body language. They nod their head or shrug or kick their legs and point at sort of talking, but not really talking with words like I think you're talking about. A really interesting thing is that babies can be taught sign language. When they're about six months old, you can learn sign language to talk to your baby. If you learn how to hold your fingers in different shapes, and then teach your baby to do the same thing. Then together you can work out a language so that babies can ask for what they want. You can go to classes to learn this. 
The basic baby signs are to help babies ask for the things they usually need. Milk, a hug, a nappy change, or a nap. When this works and a grown-up can use sign language to talk to a baby, it's really amazing because then the baby gets to ask for what it wants by using its fingers rather than yelling its head off and the grown-up running around like a headless chicken trying to work out what the baby wants. When babies get to around nine months old, they follow each other's gaze and pay attention together to an object or an event. They have a shared understanding of what's going on. This is a really important step in a tiny person's development. This is the beginning of social interaction, like having a friend for the first time. When babies are around six and 12 months, they start to say their first words like mama, dada, bull, no. Oh, I do know a baby whose first word was marmite, but that's a little bit strange. He loves marmite. Sometimes children learn to say the name of their favorite toy. But the cutest way babies can communicate is through touch. Stroking, holding hands is a good way to develop connection. Bigger people can bond with smaller people this way too. So give any babies you know lots of gentle love and hugs. It's a kind of communication and conversation. It is, but probably not the talking that you were talking about. But there we go, Molly. I hope that answers your question. I think to have a proper talking, babies have to get a bit bigger so that they learn words and sentences. But they do communicate and have baby kind of conversations in loads of different ways. And they can do sign language. That is pretty impressive. I hope that answers your wonderful question, Molly, and thank you for asking it. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a wonderful week filled with interesting chats and thinking about robots and jellyfish that can age backwards. I hope you have a wonderful week and maybe manage to hug a baby. Thank you again to Raya from DeepMind for the fascinating answer to how robots are made. And thank you to Danny, Ted and Molly for your questions. And remember, if you have a question you would like answered, send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. You can find out more about it on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. I hope you've all got a copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book, filled with a question and answer for every day of the year. All questions sent into the podcast, illustrated by 12 artists. It's a work of great beauty, and I know you'll love it if you don't already have it. So get yourself a copy. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Thank you, and goodbye!